2: Hello and welcome to the Spurs Chat Podcast, where I'll be discussing everything Tottenham Hotspur with three very special guests this evening. Uh, we'll be going through all of this week's main news stories, rumours and reports. Uh, but before I introduce the very special guests, now if we are, we will be talking about new signing Ivan Perisic, a signing we got through the door just nine days after the season finished. Uh and if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button, like and share. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review. Now, let's introduce the very special guest. We've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? I'm
0: good, my friend. I'm good. I've been missing you. I've been missing the show, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> as soon as the season's done, you're like, yeah, we need a break. And then three days pass. And I'm like, what's happening? Are we not on the pod? What's happening? What have we got to talk about here? So, yeah, it's beautiful to be back on. It's good to be talking about the summer transfer window where there's loads and loads of positive things happening. So I can't wait to jump into that. And it's great to be on with Kimberly and and Max tonight as well. So really looking forward to it, Chris.
2: Well, there is so much happening. Kimberly, lovely to have you back on with us. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, Chris. It's good to to be back on as well. I'm a bit of a loss now the season's ended like it's and obviously we've got nothing not the world cup till later and that so we've got literally so many weeks in front of us we know football really so um, yeah it's good to come on and talk about it and be on with the lads obviously
2: and it's great to have max back on with us uh, of course from the youtube channel duo max max has been far too long how are you doing
4: yeah, it's been a long time. Thanks for having me back. Uh, hopefully, your hands recovered from when we played football at the old uh, old Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Chris. But because uh, I, I don't know if anyone said about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on, Max, You've got to talk us all about. You're you you, you do doing me dirty like
4: that already, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I love the photo bombing this picture, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: didn't even it
3: either.
4: I, hope, I hope you got soaked by the, by the sprinklers. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Matt, oh, what a day in, out that was. Yeah, before we get
2: into to, uh, today's show, tell us about your experience playing at the Tottenham Osprey Stadium because, from my point of view, people have listened to me talk about it. An incredible experience. How did you find it?
4: Oh, I think from the second, obviously, we got there, it was just blown away. I mean, the people that were there, it was just a great day all round The atmosphere was excellent. Even though i i'm I was at this point I didn't get on the score sheet, but just to be playing on that turf it's crazy I was saying to I was saying to my brother, even like the boots that we got given you you play all that time you know Sunday League football you come over and have all that mud coming falling off the bottom Mate, it was just it was like they have just come out of the box and I've been running around for half an hour blowing out my ass but you know it was it was a crazy experience i mean we can only obviously say thank you to Nike and Tottenham for for giving us that experience but I mean, uh, I can't believe you even pho- you brought that photo up. <laughs> I'm still saying. I that. have to. Let's move on. Move on. <laughs> no, it was an incredible experience. Now, how was, you, you- how was your hand? How was your hand? Because I know it's it was broken. Your finger was broke.
2: It's still a little bit sore, Max, I must say. I think I left everything on that pitch that day. Uh, sore ribs, sore back, stud marks up my leg, a couple of very sore fingers. Um, but absolutely loved every single minute and wouldn't change it. Uh, You know, to to say that you played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, no one can take that away now. An incredible experience. Mm -hmm. So if anyone ever does get that, you know, that chance to do it, then take it. Um, Ricky, let's start the show off with you. Um, A very simple question to start. How are you feeling right now as a Tottenham Hotspur fan?
0: Oh, my friend, I am extremely happy, extremely optimistic, extremely positive. And it's not just like internal positivity that I'm trying to bring out, it's external as well. Tottenham are giving us a reason to be upbeat and positive right now. So for us, for, for them to announce that 150 million pound war chest, additional war chest, yep. uh, j- j- just as the season ended, <clears throat> it, just, it just lifted me with so much hope going into this transfer window. With, with Mr Paratici and Conte together, like it's just you just you, I'm just like I'm in awe right now I'm, my my mind is blown because they've been given the funds we've we've got the world class manager that is gonna stay with us, which I knew he was going to stay with us, and you know they can finally get to work w- without us having to sell or, or wait for certain money to come in or us m- miss out on certain targets you know um be- because we're waiting for a certain person to go or funds to come in. The fact that they can just go to work straight away is extremely positive. I, I don't think there's ever been um, this type of positivity going into a summer transfer window. We always hope, we always wish, and we always pray that it's going to go the way that it should go. But it never does. But I think this summer, it's going to go the way that it should go. And I cannot wait for it. And signing Perisic straight away, on mm. a free, before the, b- before, before the windows even open... I was just like, yeah. oh my gosh, we are a different side. We're operating differently. The 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 scouting team are operating differently. They're, they're actually backing Conte because we know this is not a Tottenham signing. So it's just, as the first one, as the first little one through the door, it just gives me loads and loads of hope that there's plenty more smiles and plenty more excitement to come.
2: Well, someone who's certainly smiling, that's Kim. Kim, we, we did try to tell you that we'd be finishing the top four, didn't we?
1: I know you did, but I, you know I just can't get—I couldn't get over excited until it happened. I couldn't believe like I, I watched that Newcastle game like with, with the Gooners up there, and um, you know I knew it was that game or nothing. I knew I knew they'd turn over ever, and, and I, like I couldn't believe like when they did us a favour, you know. And I just—I I was sure for once so I was very confident last game of the season that we they, we wouldn't cock it up at Norwich. And uh, I just think everything that day went perfect. What was Sonny getting a golden boot, sharing it as well? <laughs> and then ever since then, I mean, all I've ever really wanted, well, as, as Ricky said, when they announced the sort of, you know, the 150 million, I thought, well, this is a bit different, you know, and I was really excited about that because I think we've got so many players, like outgoing players as well, that is going to bring in a, a lot more. Um, yeah. So he really has, Connie really has got a lot to, to spend and to get that first signing over the line and early, you know, this is what, this is to me where we've lacked. I mean, I've never been, you know, I've never been an Enid Levy, you know, hater, but the way they do business sometimes has really annoyed me over the years. I think it's cost us, it's cost us the championship. I think we could have Mm -hmm. won it one or two seasons before if we'd have just like, you know, added in January or not waited until last minute. Like, it's just not the way... Big, the big clubs do business. And I think to now we've started to look at it from a different perspective. Um, you know, hopefully, let's get all our major signings in early. So, so Conte has a pre-season with them. It makes so much difference to them coming on deadline day. And then, you know, they don't bed in until like beginning of October or something. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, Yeah, I just think that's the way forward. I always remember when Liverpool turned that corner, and I remember I was in um, Lanzarote at the time, and I was out there with, with a scout supporting couple. And the, uh, while I was out there, they announced the signing like a, a Van Dyke, you know, and he was sort of over the moon and raving about. And he said, "This is the, you know, this is going to be the turning point for us." And at the time, we were miles in front of them, you know. And he yeah. he turned out to be right. And when you look at those big clubs, they all do their business that way. And I think if we want to be a big club like that then we, we, you know, we've got to follow in their footsteps and see what works because the way we've been doing it doesn't.
2: Max, let's come to you. It's been an incredible few weeks for Spurs and you personally. You know, that 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 North London derby win at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Of course, as we've mentioned, you've played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Then, of course, uh, we've got that win at Norwich. Spurs will be mm-hmm. playing Champions League football. We've got Perisic in only nine days
4: after that Norwich game. It's been an incredible few weeks, isn't it? How are you feeling? I think we've just all been on cloud nine, and it's just that's the sort that's the Conte effect. Since he's come in, everyone's had this sort of buzz around the whole club. The, like you said, the, the atmosphere the last five or six games of our length towards the end of the season was just absolutely incredible, and long may it continue. Like Kim was saying, we're doing early business. We're able to attract like anyone, pretty much anyone that Conte's worked with in the past, or anyone they, they can see the position we're going, and it's not like bringing someone like Perisic already, the people down the road, all they're all they're going to be saying, is, oh, look, oh, look at his age. Look at his age. We're so used to signing players that are like 20 and we're bringing them in the next three, four years. We're going straight. We're cutthroat now, hopefully. We're going to be bringing in players that he knows that are going to be working hard, putting in 100%. I mean, it's it's so exciting to be a Spurs fan right now. We, we're making signings before the window was even open. I mean, it's normally the last day of the season, yeah. right? The last, you know, like you normally have Harry Redknapp in his little window. You'd have that news reporter there, like twelve o'clock midnight. That's normally where the business normally gets done. And I, I feel like eat like in the past, wasn't it like Van der Vaart, Last Minute dot com? Like we've always been that sort of club. And now we're getting signings. I mean, I don't know if they've announced Forster yet, but. Obviously, getting him, you get you get in Perisic. I mean, I don't know. We've got players to obviously get rid of. I think if you don't mind me saying, I can like Endon be out the door. I think will be out the door. I think maybe Winks might be out the door. And that's that's money. Like it's not going to be big, big money. Obviously, because who's going to pay big money for those players now? But even if you can get twenty million for Winks, are you telling me that's twenty million that won't go into Conte's war chest, so to speak? I mean, it's just it's exciting. All the money that's going to be coming into the club will be going towards Conte now because I think Levy knows. He's got us top four. That's what he got him in for. It would have been, you get us top four and literally I'll give you as much money as you need to get us challenging for the title. And I think that's honestly what Levy's plan is. And he knows it's not a five-year plan, is it? It's it's literally this time next year, where where, where will we be sitting? And it's exciting. It's exciting.
2: Well, the deal was confirmed on the 31st of May. um, And as you just said there, Max, three months early, because we normally do it on the 31st of August. (laughs) Um, But I I love one of your tweets the other day. You said, excited by this, don't care about the age. If you think that's a problem, then you're the problem. Now, let's talk about Ivan Perisic, because there have been uh, a number of fans, including, uh, you know, some people who watch this channel, you know, in the comments saying, yeah, but he's 33. He's too
4: old. What is Mm. your reply to that? I mean, my reply is I'm approaching that age soon. So and I know what I can do on I know I know what I can do on the pitch still. So um, it just shows like if you look up I'm not gonna compare him to Ronaldo because he's just a work of art, but it shows if you can look after yourself and you put in the work and you you know what you need to do to get a job done, like I saw a stat and it was over hundred yards in Serie A. He was like the quickest over hundred yards in that position. And I'm like, that's actually astonishing. He's just saying that
2: comment. <laughs> I don't know whether you know this joke, Max. We've got a fantastic <laughs> comment here from Roy Price. Let's go back to the match at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Ricky Norwood was invited to play at the stadium, but he thought the game was being played away. I love it. Love it, Roy. Yeah! I, I,
4: Max, are you are you up oh, to no, speed of this? You, no, or, no or you, you need talk to talk me see? through this? Yeah, talk me through it. Oh, Ricky, you've no, got to explain no, it again. No, on, <laughs> no man. <laughs>
0: This joke <laughs> is done The season's done It's last year's joke It's last
4: year's joke I, don't I, I haven't rehash heard this. it Ricky I haven't heard oh, it Max. To Oh
3: Max oh, I haven't
1: heard <laughs> it either, yeah. Ricky oh,
4: oh, It's alright Chris I is mean... doing me dirty At the start of the show So it's your It's your turn now bro. I,
0: d- you, you know what Max Honestly When he done you dirty I thought Alright cool I'm clear I thought I'm clear today It's not going to come up but, but thanks, Roy. Thanks, Roy. Thanks. Nice one, mate. OK, I'll do it as quickly as I can, all right? I'll do it as quickly as I can. I can't believe this. All right, so get invited to go to a game. I'm meeting up with Chris. Um, it is the 1st of January, i.e., the night before was New Year's Eve. So the night before was New Year's Eve. I had a couple of glasses of champagne, maybe a couple of bottles, but we won't talk about that. Um I already know, right? I already know. The thing is that I know my way to Tottenham. I know how to get, I don't have to think about it. So I'm not journey planning or anything. I'm just like, right, New Year's Eve, fantastic. Wake up in the morning. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It is time to go. It is Tottenham. First day of the year. Let's go. So I didn't make my way. I get to Liverpool Street. I'm like, you know, if you've ever been to Liverpool Street and you've gone by trade, you normally see not only home fans, but you'll see a few of the away fans. I ain't seen no one. I'm seeing a few shirts dotted around, but I ain't seen it. I'm looking Mm. at the trains. Normally, the trains are every five to ten minutes. They're not. They're every half an hour. I'm like, what's going on here? It's match day. I'm like, jump on the train. Normally, you see fans on the train. I don't see no fans on the train. I see a couple down the end there. I'm like, what's going on? Am I early? Am I way early? Because I'm meeting Chris. (laughs) Anyway, get down to Tottenham. I love getting out of Tottenham. I love going around the corner. And and suddenly, the stadium opens up. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Look at this beautiful place. I love that, right? So, I've done that. But I've looked at the stadium. I'm like. It looks like the lights are off. It looks like no one's home. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> anyway, I get to the front, right? I get to the stadium. I look up, I'm like, it does look a, a bit shut, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm early. Let me check if the game's happening today. I look at my phone. I'm like, yeah, what for Tottenham is happening? Of course it's happening. All right, fine. I go into the shop. I'm like, I'll wait for Chris at the shop. i have text him. I'll let him know I'm, I'm here, but I'm in the shop. Having a little dibble dabble in the shop. Again, nowhere near what it's like on a match day, right? But I'm like, okay, all right, fine. Dibble dabble, grab a couple of bits. Chris calls me. He's like, yeah, I'm outside. I'm like, all right, I'm fine, cool. Wicked. Um, I'll be out in a second. Cracking jokes with the security and the and and the till ladies and everything. Come out. I'm like, where is this guy? Like, he said he was by the <laughs> church. I'm like, where, where is he? I'm like, Chris, where are you, bruv? He's like, yeah, I'm just down the road here from Vicarage Road. I was like, just standing here. And I was like, wait, what? What did you say, bruv? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm just standing here outside Vicarage Road. I was just like, where are you? Are you coming out? I said, brother, I'm at like, Whiteheart Lane. It's only at that point. And just just a quick little thing. I checked, I checked on Sky Sports again, another three, four times. Are we playing? And I've read it. What for Tottenham? I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Play- what for Tottenham I'm like, yeah, fine. Chris tells me that Vicarage Road. It's at that point that I realized that I've gone to the wrong stadium Ugh. and I went to a home game instead of an away game. So thank oh you, Chris, for making God. me explain that damn story again. And ever since then, I keep getting it on every damn show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, if, if that that's the short version, time. wow.
0: Uh, I, I mean.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh.
2: Oh Oh, God! Have
4: you ever done that? Have you ever made that mistake? I've I've never done that, mate. No. No. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Quickly, move on. Surely we've got to talk about Perisic, right? Come on.
2: (laughs) Ricky, let's come to Ivan Perisic, um, a free transfer from Inter Milan, 33 years old, signed on a two-year deal until 2024. He has come out and said it was a hard decision to leave Inter Milan. But I've decided to follow my dream of playing in the Premier League. Now I'm ready at Spurs. I'm super proud to join Tottenham Hotspur and embark on this new journey. What have you made of this new signing? Because last season, uh, for Inter Milan, 10 goals, 9 assists in all competitions. Um, I view this as a fantastic statement signing. What are your thoughts?
0: No, I'm with you. It is a a fantastic statement signing. And it gives Conte a soldier. Somebody that has already worked under him, that has won under him who knows how he works, who knows, uh, you know, what he demands in the game. And straight away, he can come in not only to influence our first 11, but also to kind of help guide the, the, the wing wingbacks um, along the way in, in what and how Conte wants to play football. You know, we've already heard that he's there to kind of be a mentor to Session as well. He, he was a bit of a mentor to Dumfries, who was that in, in now. So he's kind of played this role before. I think it's super exciting because when we talk about experience or winning experience, what is experience? Experience is doing something and, you know, uh, going in whatever job it is to go in, to do it, do it well and know what, what job you're being asked. But it's also to know, to, to, to been in that job for long enough to make a couple of mistakes and know why you shouldn't make these mistakes. So him coming in with a winning mentality a soldier for Conte coming in and letting those, those uh, wing-backs that do come in, that are ready to, to, to go, that are a little bit younger, not only what to do and how to apply yourself, but what not to do in certain scenarios. And I think that's invaluable for the squad that we have and, and for where we're going um, um, and, where, and how we're moving forward. So I think it's such an exciting uh, signing for us. Um, and I think it's, it's super exciting for Conte as well because straight away he's got somebody that Absolutely knows what yep. he wants. And not only does he can he play at left wing back, but he can play at right wing back. He can play um behind you know along the front three as well. So uh, you know, the amount of times that Conte looked behind him on the bench and couldn't bring somebody off to influence the game. Well, now we have a player that can fit four roles at least, four to yep. five roles at least around in that formation, in that system, and that knows what to do and how to do it. With the Gooners, right? With the Gooners getting on our case about He's a 33-year-old. You guys are, you know, celebrating. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Look, let them concentrate on what they're doing. However you've been rolling the last six years, carry on doing it because you know what? You've finished below us bl- for the last six years. So whatever you're doing is fantastic. Stay away from us. Concentrate on yourselves. Go and get the players that are only going to get you possibly into Conference League next year. Like, do what you got to do, right? Don't worry about us. But the fact that we're living in their head twenty four seven right now does make me chuckle.
2: Kim, how are you feeling about this signing of Perisic?
1: I'm really excited. I've got to be honest. I mean, as as Ricky just said, the positions he can cover is wonderful. Is um. He's a player with experience, Uh, he's won things, he's obviously got a good, I think it's important we bring players in now with the right attitude and mentality as well, because I think we've made a a lot of mistakes in that area in the past, and he's obviously, Connie's worked with him, he he looks like he's got a great winning mentality, and people are going on about the age of our squad, you've got to remember we've got a lot of young players there as well. I mean, I know, know, you know, Kane's not terribly old, neither is Sonny, but... We've not got, I mean, a lot of our, you know, Romero's not not. old, Kuloczewski's young. Do you know what I mean? We've got a lot of young players. Emerson, Royale, yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of our players, we've we just got a mixed sort of age squad. It's not a particularly, it's not an old mm. squad at all. And I think the more experience we can get in, like Paris, the better. You know, it's, um. You you need to... Bringing that, I mean, the bigger as I going back to what the other teams do, bringing in their players early, they've also mixed up like youth with have experienced players, you know, and older players as well. And I think you need a balance to get to that winning mentality, and and hopefully, you know, it would be great if we end up picking up a trophy or two next season. But I'm really excited for for the season and see everything. I've not been as excited like. About Spurs for a long, long time. It feels like when Potch was in his peak, like that excitement that was rippling yeah. through. But obviously, with the added bonus now of of throwing some money into the club and you know getting the business done early, I, you know there should be great times ahead. And I've been sort of relishing a little bit in the Gooners misery because I did go on a couple of Arsenal podcasts in the week. Because I just wanted to see their little faces when it all went wrong. It wasn't AFTV. It was a couple of other ones I found. And, uh, yeah, it was just nice to watch the devastation, really. And they was going on <laughs> about, you know, the age. And, yeah, i got quite a look out of it.
4: Just, just get just getting just get on any Arsenal podcast you can just to, to wind them up.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I looked up. I just typed in Arsenal podcast and I was away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Kim, I'm very impressed. 20 minutes in, you've mentioned the word trophy before I have.
1: Well, I, this is how I'm feeling, though. Yeah. I am feeling it. You know, I'm feeling, Listen, we don't know who else is going to come in yet, but you know, I've got a lot of faith in Conte. And obviously, as you said earlier, like any player he's worked with is going to want to work under him again. Uh, well, the majority, I should imagine. He's, um, you know, the players we're sort of going for are sort of players on a really decent level in miles. You know, we've gone for too many like unproven youngsters, I think, in the past, hoping that they might come good. And as I mentioned once, the attitude as well is something that's really important because I think we've made, we've got to make sure we're bringing in players that, that not only want to play for Spurs, that, but, you know, that have got a fighting desire to sort of win some and um, you know it's uh, we, you know we, it, there's no point bringing players in, and also that suit the Premier League.
4: Yeah,
2: Max, let's come that to you. We're we
1: talk- suited to, to the Premier League, you
2: know. 100%. Max, let's come to you. We talk about leaders in the dressing room. I think that Perisic will be a real leader straight away walking into that dressing room because very much like Antonio Conte, every club that he's been at, he has won trophies. He's been very very successful. I expected Antonio Conte to bring in experienced players like this. Um, what have you made of this move? Um, you know, only nine days. I know, I know we keep going on about the timing, but only nine days after the season has finished. I just find
4: it incredible. I think it just shows exactly the sort of character that Conte Conte is. He he probably wants the team to be a month. like He wants the team he wants a month before the season might start so he knows what he's working with. Imagine going into a season like the managers before, not knowing if you're going to get someone on the last day or you, like, you don't know who's going to be your striker. We've had that position on the left side that we've been debating about for for years, really. Like, who's going to take that spot and make it their own? I'm not saying Perisic is, but he's got got the ability. He can play anywhere. Someone said in the comments he's got a body of a 28-year-old, so I would take that because I'm 28. So (laughs) it just just shows you um, the experience is obviously key. He knows that he's grounded. He's not going to be silly. He's not going to be stupid. He's got the experience. He's won things. I think it's just having, like, not a friend, but it's having like a work colleague or someone like that you can just put full faith in. He knows that he can get 100% out of Perisic. He knows that he might be able to help Sessignon on the left. He might be able to help whoever else in the team, even on the right, whether it's Emerson Royale or whatnot. Do you know what? It's just having those sort of players in the squad. The fact we seem to be raiding Inter just shows you how good he thinks that Inter Milan side was. Yeah. It's just the fact he wanted to come to Spurs and prove that he could do it here. It's it's just it's one of those. It's like he wants to... Why am I seeing comments about me approaching thirty-three? Well, that'll happen one day, but it's it's <laughs> it's it's just it's such a nice feeling to be having signings coming into the squad so early on. I mean, we know getting Champions League, you can attract big names. We like that that goes without saying. But having Conte as well to be able to to work with, it's just like here's your cash, here's your money, whoever you want, whoever you want to fix this team and get us to where we want to be. Because we've got the training facilities, we've got the stadium, we've known this. It's always been we've made a fuss about things in in the market or instead of spending the 60, 70 million on the player that we need to, we beat around the bush and have got the 20 million pound option. Someone else like City or Chelsea or Liverpool have gone and signed the other one and then they end up pushing for titles and trophies. It's so frustrating to see. So now the times are changing. Hopefully this is it. This is like, it's kind of, it's as exciting as it is and I'm buzzing, I just pray that we don't let Conte down. That's that's what it comes down to. Because if you let him down, you've gone through Mourinho, Conte, and what have you got to show for it? And then it's just such a massive season ahead for us, really. Max, just lastly on Perisic, would you expect him to play at left wing back? I don't see why not. Yeah, I'd, I'd happily start him. I mean, get him, get him straight in the team. He's an exciting player. He's, he's both. You see, I don't, I don't know the exact stats, but he had plenty of goals and assists last season, and that's exactly what we need. How many times did you see Reggie? Miss a golden chance or one-on-one, you know. Perisic is putting it away. I'd, I'd have faith, so I'd well, happily see him be starting.
2: Well, I hate to mention it uh for Ricky's um, point of view, but uh, at that Watford game on the first of January, the amount of chances that came in from both from both uh, left back and right back, uh, and we missed every single one of them. And of course, Sanchez then got a ninety-six minute. Um, winner Um, but the amount of that we we missed in that game Um, Ricky let's come to you Fraser Forster, uh, Fabrizio Romano has said here we go confirmed, two year deal until 2024, Uh, P. Luigi Golini has now gone back to Atalanta following his loan spell, Uh, we will be signing Fraser Forster on a free transfer he is 34 years old 134 appearances in the Premier League Uh, he's kept 42 clean sheets uh, in that time uh, three penalties saved, 165 goals conceded, eight errors leading to goals. What do you make of this signing?
0: I think it's a smart signing. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, on a free, it allows funds to go into other areas that we want to prioritise. He's got Premiership experience. He's English. He helps with our quota number, um, and he's he's a good backup. He's a good. He's not great. He's not going to be world beaten but he's a good backup. If Larice is out for whatever reason. Or if he needs a rest during the cups or something like that, he's a solid guy to bring uh, to, to 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 bring in. And you know, th- th- there's been times that he's played like Shade Given against us. Do you know what I mean? Or or a Tim Krul against us at times. So you know, if he's got a better defense in front of him, if he's got a better a, a higher level team that he's playing for now, well, <clears throat> we don't know if he's his performances might step up as well. But as a solid backup, spending no money, English quota. Solid Premiership experience. I think it's a great, smart signing to get in quickly mm-hmm. as well.
2: Kim, let's come to you. Um, Luigi Golini has gone back after 10 appearances in all competitions, back to Atalanta. What do you make of his time at Spurs?
1: He seemed a very likeable character. He seemed very popular amongst the players. He was looked like he was life and soul in some of the videos that you saw posted from the dressing room. Um, yeah, I mean, it, on the pitch wise, you know, average, you know, few of his performances, but you know, it wasn't, I would not say, a disaster. Um, you know, uh, I think, I think Forster is, is a decent signing. I mean, obviously, we've got to, oh, I think, I, I don't think people realize how our, our wonderful Hugo Lloris is and how difficult he is mm. going to be. He's going to be such an odd man to replace. I, agree. I mean, In all the years I've supported Spurs, like I started supporting us in the 1977 season when we was in the second division. Therefore, Barry Danes and then Mark Kendall and people like that, they were my first memories of Spurs goalkeepers. I remember Jennings playing, but I only remember him playing for Arsenal. I don't remember his time at Spurs. And since then, really, to me, only Ray Clements has been up there. Like, I think, Larice Lloris, Hugo, he's my favourite Spurs goalkeeper ever in my time. Mm -hmm. And I just think he's going to be a hell of a man to replace. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. I just hope he... I mean, how old is Hugo now? 35. Well, let's just hope he's got a few more years because, you know, obviously in him because... We really have got to go some to get him replaced. He's a remarkable goalkeeper. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully, as, as as Ricky said, you know, it, it, like Folster's English, which is obviously with the squad places and whatnot, that comes in handy. And, yeah, it might lift him a bit to be a... We'll soon see, I suppose, when he gets to run out in, in the... Uh, in a Carling Cup and, and sort of stuff, like in pre-season, you know, to see what he looks like. But yeah, he's a decent enough signing. I mean, the, the problem we've got, whoever they bring in at the moment, they know they're going to be back up to Hugo, you know, because, you know, yeah. Hugo's just an exit he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world for me.
4: I just can't, think I have... can't, sorry. Go some, on, man. Some people are like, obviously not Spurs fans. Do they see something that we don't see? because, I feel like he's literally one of the best in the league. He's easily one of the best shot, stop, shot, uh, shot stoppers out there. Yeah. And these other fans are like, oh, like, LaRouche, he's done this, he's done that. Like, yeah, put, put the World Cup and that aside because you can have... It doesn't end of the day, it doesn't matter what you've won. So I hate, I hate it when people chuck that in the mix. Because people are like, oh, Kane hasn't won this, won that. That doesn't make him good. You know, that sort of topic. LaRouche is just unbelievable. And there's a reason that we've managed to win such certain games. He's saved penalties. He's kept us in, like games right to the end and it just it does my head in when people do say he's not he's easily second best in the league if it's not Liverpool man city that you're comparing him to there's no one else better in the league that I'm taking right now and this is the reason yeah. we, we want him to keep signing an extension each season like 35 for a key bar, as long as he's fine and he wants to stay all it'll come down to is when he wants to go and play probably back in France and see sees get a big paycheck for psg or something like that that's what it'll end up coming down to mm. um he won't be forced out by any means
2: Max, let's stay with you. England play Hungary tomorrow in the Nations League. Uh, no, Eric Dyer in the England squad. Uh, after the season that Eric Dyer's had, what more does he need to do to get in Gareth Southgate's squad? Because I just find this decision unreal, particularly with the defenders that are in that squad.
4: No, oh, it's it's an absolute mind blowing. To be fair, I actually I actually feel for him. A few seasons ago, I probably would have said, "Oh, like fair enough." I, I didn't think he was he was brilliant, but this season just gone. Alongside Romero, it just shows if you have a top-quality centre-back playing alongside you, your game instantly improves massively as well. And he's yeah. been—he's been a rock. He's been—he's not afraid to put his foot in. We know he gets—he's here, there, he's everywhere at the back. He's got—he's got a good pass in him. It, him and Romero have been solid. Even Davis. This just shows how good Romero is, right? He's made Davis in a back three look amazing as well. Since Davis has been in that back spot, you can't fault him either. And that's the same with Dyer this season. So. It's, it, I can't believe he's not in that England squad. Like you said, there's players, it, I'm sure if you got in front of you the, uh, the centre-backs that have that are going, but, or uh, that could be on the team sheet tomorrow, because I can't remember who, who got well, in over Dyer. The, the, the
2: only one I just see all the time in these videos, when you see Maguire there, you just think, how on earth is Eric Dyer not there over Maguire? Mm. You
4: know, that's a perfect example. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It just shows, it comes down to sometimes, I feel like what team you play for. That's and that's what it has done in the past. Because there's no way, there's absolutely no way Maguire's better die. We're definitely not this season that's gone. It's like that's what I mean. I can't even talk about it. It's it's unbelievable really. I actually feel sorry. I feel sorry for him. But you know what? As long as he keeps working hard, he'll be he'll be back in the England uh, service, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Ricky, let's come to you. Um, the PFA Awards 2022. The nominees: Van Dijk, Mane, Salah of Liverpool, uh, De Bruyne of Manchester City, Ronaldo, Manchester United, and uh, Harry Kane is on the list. Those six players. No Hun Min Son. What did you think when you didn't see Hun Min Son on that list?
0: I, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was shocked, but then I wasn't shocked at the same time. It was something that I was kind of like, okay, um, there seems to be this thing right go- going on right now, whereas we've got players like Dyer and and Sonny who have been shining and they're not being recognized in in, in these things. And um, it's a shame because Sonny has been outstanding. Um, He has easily been on a Salah level. You know, Salah, the first half of the season was on another planet and the second half of the season, it was Sonny who was on another planet. So it's, it's a shame for him, but um, I think someone like Sonny will look at that as motivation someone like Sonny will take that and be like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Well, let me show you next season, you know? And I think it, it, it kind of bodes well for us because we're going to get an even better Sonny an even more determined and motivated Sonny next season. So, you know, all in all, we know what Sonny is. We know how good Sonny is. We know how well-class he is. We know how phenomenal he is as a man as well as a, as well, as well as a player. So if he doesn't get these these awards here and there or mentioned even okay fine we'll crack on we'll crack on we're Tottenham, man. We, we're used to st- stuff like this happening so it's fine we'll crack on
2: kim i'll come to you on the same point were you surprised by um Min son not being on this uh, on this list of nominees particularly when the votes are by fellow professionals
1: Yes and no. Um, I, I just think he's so underrated, Sonny. Like by not by Spurs fans because we, we get his value. You know, he's yeah. the most wonderful player, and what a lad to have in your side. And the, the thing we've got to remember is that man signed a contract when Nuno came in. You know, he he pledged his future to Spurs under Nuno. That is. That's the type of player you want. There's not many people that would have signed that. He could go anywhere and play in any team. He's a wonderful asset to the club. And I love him to bits. I was so pleased when he got that golden boot, you know? And how wonderful. He's just like, you know, been been given that uh, award out in South Korea. He's like a god out there. And he deserves every moment. He works so hard of his success, you know? Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's just like he gets overlooked for these things over here. I mean... Yeah. I don't know why why fellow professionals don't don't vote for him. I mean, only they can answer that question. It's it seems to be a lot of them are the same old names over and over again, isn't it? I mean, what has he? What you know, his season. I know Ronaldo's. You know, obviously Ronaldo scored goals that ruin us this season, but he hasn't had a phenomenal season like Sonny mm-hmm. has. You know, you you would much Sonny's name would be far in front of his. In it's not Ronaldo's best season, is it? by, by any. Mm-hmm. Streak of the imagination, you know? Yeah. It's uh, But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad he's a Spurs player and long may that hmm. continue.
2: Kim, I'll give this question to you on screen uh, from Alex. Uh, I would like to see James Wood-Prowse at Tottenham. Would you?
1: We've been linked with him a few times, haven't we? I mean, we're, we're crying out for someone who can take a free kick, aren't we? Yeah. You know, yeah. we've got to get someone in who can take I mean, we've just literally got no free kick taker. And he can take a good free kick. So, you know, from that point of view, would he fit into Conte's system? He, he, yeah, he probably would. Um, yeah, I mean, he'd be a great, he, he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be a decent addition. But, you know, Conte might have some, someone else up his sleeve, someone he's worked with in the past. It, you know, it, it, I don't know what they'll be charging for, for sort of wall price now, but they're going to want a lot more money for him now. I think than they would have done a couple of free years back. Um, you know, it, it we don't know who he's got up his sleeve. You know, you've got to trust in the conti process, and I do. I mean, I'm just glad we've got a manager now that's going to put his foot down. There's no way you can see conti like being that type of manager that will trot off happily to you know wherever we're going, Singapore or Hong Kong or across the globe and Israel, and sort of be landed with his players, like, at the end. He's, he's obviously demanding, going to demand for him to come in early, you know. And that's good. We need a man who's going to stand up to our board. And finally, we've got one.
2: Yeah. Max, let's come to you. A uh, comment on screen from Chris. I was going to talk about this later on, but I'll bring it in now. Uh, mm-hmm. How about that right foot finish from Kuliszewski for Sweden? Um, Did you see that goal last night? What did you think of it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, this guy is just on fire. And when I talk every single week on this podcast about... You know, players taking free kicks from outside the box.
4: Why are we not putting Kudelski on these free kicks? Well, that's the thing. He's especially he's he's got a wand of a left foot as well, which we've seen. And uh, I think that was obviously the one last night was brilliant. There was an, well, there was another one recently where he's like shifted it onto his left foot, and he's just so clever. It's it's a crazy like how much he has to offer. He's not just like first of pace and then no end product like Lucas. He's not just he'll get you a couple of goals and no vision with the passing. He has a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think what's exciting to see is Kane doesn't always have to look for Son now. He can actually yeah. see, oh, Kulu's out there. I'm going to pass it to him. So he knows that he's going to get, get one in the box. He knows that he can feed it out to him and bring someone else into play. He's such an exciting player. And I think he's only 21 years old. I mean, absolute still, absolute bargain. You Imagine he does this end of the season, what he's done since January for a whole season. He could actually end up with 20 goals himself. Mm. I mean, he's, he's, he's an exciting player to have. I don't even think we've seen the best of him because give him a whole summer. He'll be obviously gelled in. He's saying he loves the club as well in his interviews. He, everything's positive. Everything seems good. The front three are literally loving life at Tottenham. And I think that's exactly what we need. You've obviously got Conte that's brought in the big spirits. Kane staying massive again. And it just shows you the whole camp, the whole vibe. Son's obviously always happy, but Kulu, yeah, he's he's got so much to offer. Um especially the song the song's brilliant I mean that's one of the best ones we've, we've been singing in a long time isn't it so it's just nice there's nothing that's bad about Tottenham at the moment we're all sat here with smiles on our faces we know we're going places it's just I hope that when the season does start we can sit here and say the same thing we've done good business during the window and then just crack on from there because this end of the season was just so exciting to be a Spurs fan we're going places says Mac just just not to Watford eh Rick? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> Ricky, let's. I'll meet uh, I'll, you there in twenty for a pint <laughs>
2: now, <Victor and> <laughs>
0: Listen, Ricky, They've, they've to... gone down now. They've gone down now. We don't even have to speak about what we're Exactly. Going
2: they've to. done
4: you right favour. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now Christian Eriksen has come out and said that he wants to play in the Champions League. He wants to stay in London, but he wants to play in the Champions League. Well, that's only Chelsea or Spurs. He's not going to go to Chelsea, is he? Do you think there's any chance of Antonio Conte signing Christian Eriksen this summer?
0: I think there's a big chance. I think there's a big chance. The thing is, again, is that Conte has worked with Ericsson before. Uh, Ericsson had to go through a tough time of not being in the team and working to get in the team and working to get uh, Conte's system under his belt. But he done that and ended up coming out on top in the second end, end of the season and um, ended up winning it. Ended up winning the, the Serie A league with Inter and, and with Conte. So I think if both the player and manager want it to happen, then I think it's fantastic. Um, but the, the I think the the, the bit that's gonna be troublesome is that I don't know if we can guarantee Ericsson to start every game. I think Ericsson's gonna be there when and when we need to change a formation, when we need to change something up, whether we go to a 4 a, a three, four, two, one or whatever the case. It it's when we change stuff up and we need somebody to to find that pass. I I I genuinely think that. Hoiberg and Bentico being in there is going to be the staple, too. And then Ericsson to come in, whether that's for one of the wing backs or whether that's for a forward to come in and play those passes and to play those, those key balls through. But he's been phenomenal for Brentford this year. Um, I thought he's come back and really not only influenced Brentford's game, but put a mark on the Premiership again. So I, I think it could be phenomenal. It, it could be fantastic. Um, it, again, uh, I know. We talk about set, set plays and free kicks and stuff. And he didn't do too many at the end of his time at Tottenham. But while he started with, with Brentford, his corners and his free kicks have been pretty good. So maybe that can fill a gap there. And again, on a free where we can push funds into other areas, it could, it could be a dynamite signing. But it's all down to Conte. Like I, I'm here. We, we can talk about all our preferences and who we want and who we don't want. But it's down to Conte. If Conte wants him
2: then I want him. Kim, Franco writes on screen here, I think Ericsson as a backup to Kerr is a no-brainer. With five subs next season, he can change a lot of games when we're struggling. Me, personally, I would love to see Christian Ericsson back, would you?
1: Mm. Yeah, i would take him back in a heartbeat. I really do. I think he's, um, I know when he left Spurs, listen, he was a great, he was a great, player for us overall. He gave us some wonderful service for a long amount of years. And I know he left not under a black cloud, but he sort of, you know, he he didn't have his swagger about him, perhaps is the best way to put it. And obviously he struggled a little bit, you know, when he moved. But I think everything that's happened to him, to come bouncing back the way he has, you know, is credit to him as a man. And, you know, he, he seems to have so much hunger for the game again. You know, it, that, that experience that happened, it, it happened to him, it, it must be such like a wake up call to enjoy every minute of, of what you have, you know. And it, 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 it's been a revelation this season for Brentford. And I think as as um, Matt said and that, I don't think he will start. And as Ricky said, I don't think he would start every game. But I think mm. he would play if we if we brought him back, I think he would play a massive part in our season. And what yeah. with the five sub thing, what what a sub to bring on in games, you know. I think he feature. In most games, put it that way, even if he didn't start. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's very it's very important, though, Kim, isn't it? The sub bench, because, you know, we have been very weak and I think that we have been very lucky at the business end of the season not to have key injuries to the likes of Harry Kane, Hunmin Son. So the bench is very important and it will be very important to Conte as well. And he will want real good players with great experience on the bench. Do you think he's going to get that?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, to be successful, we're going to need it. And to compete in the Champions League, we're going to need it. You know, if we're going to have a good go at winning that competition again, we need proper backup on the bench. You know, we can't just have, like, a bench full of youngsters, you know, sat there. And obviously, it looks like we're going to lose Bergwin, which, you know, I think he's going to go and do really well, someone, Bergwin. But Mm -hmm. obviously, you can't really see the place for him there with the front. Free, really, in a way that that we've got at the moment, you know. Um, and I think he's a lad that does want to play every every game. It looks like he might be going to Ajax at some point. I know the first bid's been knocked back. But i tell you, just while we're on the, the subject and that, and you said about the bench and everything, what, uh, there's just one player I want to give a mention to. Uh, oh, I think I spoke about last time I was on here and said, you know, he'll be up for sale and this and that. And I think he deserves a very positive mention. I think Davison Sanchez, when he came in for those last few games, I yep. think he was a credit to the club. I mean, when I heard that sort of Romero was out uh, against the Arsenal, mm. I thought, oh no, it, our luck's then this is going to be it. And I, I should imagine I wasn't the only Spurs fan that thought that. Mm. But I thought for Sanchez to come in and play the way he did, those last few games considering he hadn't been in the team for a long long time I think he deserves a lot of credit you know I was really impressed with him
2: well it might be a coincidence Kim but he played the first three games of the season three clean sheets the last three games of the season three clean sheets well, Damson Sanfis there you are
1: yeah
2: um, Max let's come to you let's talk about defenders uh, left-sided defenders we're clearly targeting one uh, Alessandro Bostoni mm-hmm. of Inter Milan, Gleison Bremer of Torino, uh, of course, Defender of the Year in Serie A, uh, Clement Longley, uh, there is rumours of a two-year loan. Um, Kim Min-Jay is also being mentioned as well, played for Fenerbahce <laughs> this year, great season. Um, what do you make of these rumours, reports,
4: and uh, who would you like to see in a Spurs shirt out of those players I've named? Obviously, the most hyped one that we've seen is obviously Bostoni recently. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of him. But knowing that he's played with Conte, uh, that's enough for me. Um, Longley or Lengley, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I feel like I've, I've seen people shooting that one down. I'm like, hang on a sec, it's yeah. still Barcelona centre back, and if Conte wants him, then he's not going to be he's not going to be useless, is he? Um, and then is, is it Kim min Jay? I feel like he's that he's that warrior at the back, isn't he? He's like six foot yeah. five, South Korean. Um, I mean, you know You know, I love a South Korean on the Spurs channel. So, get him in, get him in. <laughs> but no, if we're if we're being serious, I think uh, Bastoni. I think we've got to just tempt. We've got. we got to offer Inter. It's going to be a lot of money. It's not going to be cheap. Um, I know he's really highly rated by them. Uh, it's just how many players are we going to be able to steal off Inter? To be honest, I think that's that's what it's going to come down to. Um, we're going to end up getting a centre-back on the left side 100%. There's there's no no way we're going into the season without signing another another player in that position. But why not? Let's just offer the big money. Offer the big money. We've got players, like I said, at the start of the show that are going to be obviously getting shipped out. So there's money to be spent. The club have come out and said we've got money. It's just annoying because these other clubs know that we've got that now. So they're going to be bumping us up. But. It's exciting. I mean, get Bastoni, get him in, get him and Rom- Romero and Dyer in that partnership. I'm telling us there's a lot of clean sheets next season coming our way. And then we can start building and going forward from our defence. Because our defence in the past has always been just so ropey. And the mm. right-back this season as well. I mean, let's get a get a centre-back and right-back. I was happy just to get two wing-backs in the summer. Honestly, that's I was more than happy. Just go ahead, get two solid wing-backs that, that you know you can get a few assists or even goals each season. Because look at Liverpool. That's how they're up there. Trent Mm. and Robertson, every, each season, last three seasons, uh, Trent's obviously ridiculous. He gets like 20 assists a season. It's just out of this world. I'm not saying you you can get someone like that because they don't come around very often, but that's, that's where you need to, you have to start from the back and Conte's obviously noticing that straight away, isn't he? That was the reason he brought Perisic straight in. But, and if you don't mind, I'll quickly talk about, there's something I wanted to say about Ericsson. I'd love to have him back and, you can actually, like, have your take on this. But I feel like it'd actually be a bit of a cheat code. And the reason is for that, I feel like there's players that don't want to go in and tackle him. They don't want to be that person Mm. that obviously sets him back or gets him on the floor again. So, which means he gets that extra second of space on the ball. And someone with that ability to obviously put one over the top or in behind, you give him that extra second, and you know, he's making things happen. So, that's that was always going to be my take on that. I just feel like, yeah, get him in.
2: Ricky, on the same subject about defenders and earlier on, um, Max turned around and said about Eric Dyer and uh, Ben Davis having great seasons, which, of course, they did. How do you think, uh, and I want to play devil's advocate here, how do you think that Ben Davis feels when we are clearly targeting a left-sided centre-back? Alessandro Bastoni seems to be the clear target, uh, but at the moment, he needs a bit of persuasion whether he wants to leave and come to Tottenham. How do you think Ben Davis is feeling right now?
0: I think Ben Davies will um, accept the challenge. I think he's been a fantastic squad player for many a year now. I think when we saw him on the Amazon documentary, when he was sitting there talking, he, they were at the lunch table and they were talking about like always buying a player or why can't we develop? Do you know what I mean? You could see that he, he's got a level head, he, he has been phenomenal this season. And I, I, I think he will accept the challenge. I think it's it's different on who we bring in. For instance, if we're talking about this Lungley from Barcelona, I think if he was to come in on this two-year loan, because left-sided, left-footed, sided left left-sided defenders are hard to come by as well, and ball-playing uh, centre-half are hard to come by as well, I think uh, Davies would probably stay as the number one left-sided uh, centre-back, and Longley will will be the one that's competing with him. I think if we bring Bastoni in, he's going to be the number one, but if... The, what's good about having Davies still within the squad and competing with him, if he if and when he does come in, is that if it takes Bastoni a minute to adapt, then we've got Davies there to come in and go, all right, and cool. We don't have to rely on you. We don't have to put the the world's pressures on your shoulders right now. Take a minute. Let's get back to training for a couple of weeks. I'll put you in you know, um, in in the next game. Do you know what I mean? And we can build him. We don't have to put all our chips on on his shoulders. We can actually allow him to kind of develop and to kind of adapt to the Premier League and to what is wanted. Um, So I think Davies will take, take the challenge on and I think he'll be excited by it. I think him and the rest of the squad that are sitting there right now, and I preface this by talking about like Dyer's last words, Um, in in his last interview and Lloris's uh, words in his last interview, which was, it's up to the club now. They were basically backing Conte as well. And they're like, look, we've done our job. It's up to the club now to take us on to that next level. So I think as the squad, they're all super excited to go on to this next level. They all know that players are going to come in, you know, and they're going to have to compete. And then it's up to you as the player. Show me what you got. And Conte yeah. ain't going to be kind of sentimental that way. He's, whoever's showing the best, whoever's doing the best, he's going to put them in. So I think it's, it's, again, I think it's an exciting thing. And I think Davies will take it, take it up. Um, just on the Bastoni thing as well, from what we're hearing right now, and look, to everyone watching right now, I know we're talking about transfers and I know we all love it, but take each transfer rumour with a punch of salt because we know Pratichy has got 10 players all in the same position, right? So we're going to be linked with everybody. We're going to be linked with everybody. So take, enjoy them, enjoy the rumour, but take it with a punch of salt, okay? But with Bastoni, from what we're hearing right now, is that fee's not a problem, wage is not a problem, but we're hearing that maybe he needs to be convinced a bit more in the sense of, he he loves Conte, we all know that, and, you know, I think uh, coming into the Premier League will be a fantastic challenge for him, that he will want but I think this is what and this is just my theory but I think this is what can be troubling in the future or buying these these high value high potential players is that where we are all like happy that Conte is going to be here for a year at least someone like Bastoni is going to be like well what happened after that year
3: Mm -hmm. and this
0: is this is this is where Conte's got to come come with you know, maybe signing a new deal uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Maybe during the summer transfer window, he signs a new deal. So he can let these players that he's bringing in kind of go, OK, cool, well, I'm not just here for a season. and not just with you for a season, but we're going to build something. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're going we're gonna to go step by step and we're going to build something. And I think that that little bit of security from Conte right now would help the Bastoni situation and help those others that they're going after who are in similar age brackets and potential and ability to come and sign for us and be confident that we're going in the right direction because you know from what most people have seen is that six days before a final we sacked Mourinho so what are we going to do with Conte do you know what I mean so yeah. I think that's 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 going to be a next problem and it's just a theory but that's going to I think that's going to be the next problem that we, or the next hurdle that we have to jump over for the players that we want to bring in.
2: Well, that was the next thing I was going to come on to, actually. Kim, let, let, let's bring you in. Um, surely that is the next bit of news, isn't it, that we're, we're going to receive? Antonio Conte uh, has perhaps signed a new contract at Spurs?
1: Yeah, I, I should think so. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't happen. I was just going to say what a great point um, Ricky came up with there. He was spot on, but and it was weird. You were going to talk about it next. But, yeah, he's got to, really, hasn't he, to get in these players especially that sort of age that he wants and certainly the ones I suppose he's worked with in the past and everything. He's got to give him some reassurance, surely, you know, like by by sort of, you know, pledging his future to to the club himself. You can't expect a player to come in and sign up for four or five years and, and you can walk away at any point, you know. So, yeah, I should imagine... We've been, I mean, I, I don't know whether he's still on or, or holiday, Conti or what, but you think you would think within, when does the transfer window open? It's soon, isn't it?
2: Next week, 10th of tenth of June.
1: 10th of June. You'd think around that time, wouldn't you, or just beforehand, that something will come out and, and he's signed somewhere. And, you know, I mean, that's going to really upset the Gooners because I think they're only OPs he's going to walk off, you know. But, <laughs> um, you know, it'd be great for us. I mean, he's a terrific manager, a, you know as I said I never thought I'd see the day when Levy Joe Lewis seeing it' were back um, like, you know like I know we've only had the one signing in but with the way they put the, you know the money forward it looks like they're finally gonna gonna back a manager for once and you know we've got everything else in place with the stadium, the training ground and everything. I mean you know we sh- you know hopefully the world's our oyster from now on. But we yep. are Spurs, so we won't get too ahead of ourselves, but we'll, uh, we'll
2: enjoy, enjoy the uh, happy times while we can. Well, just before we went live, Kim, Antonio Conte put a video on Instagram um, stating family holiday with his daughter and his wife, so he looks like he's enjoying himself. Um, Max, would you expect Antonio Conte
4: to sign a new deal before the season starts? Do you know what? When Ricky actually raised that point, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> players have got to come through the door. Obviously, they're not coming for one year. They're coming for three, four, five, sometimes even longer now with some of the contracts. And if if they know that Conte's, like, let's say the bad start to the season, suddenly he's gone. Obviously, they've just come from a different country, let alone a different league. So, it is it is massive. It's, uh, I mean, we're in a, what a, what a time, what a, a way to do it as well, because, You've brought in Perisic, commit yourself to the club, even two years, I don't know, just two years, and then you've got the rest of the summer transfer window, especially if he does it when the transfer window opens, that would be a that'd be a good shout, that would be amazing, that would feel like a sign in itself, wouldn't it? Because mm-hmm. we were all yeah. excited when Conte first came in, we knew that he's he's a winner, he doesn't take any crap, he just wants to get, you want, he knows what he wants, he has a vision. And if his vision can be signing a new contract and giving hundred percent to this club that we love, then what a summer we're in for! Because I think we'll be a force. I mean, we've shown that we can be a force getting into the Champions League, and uh, you need you need someone like Conte to obviously want to be at your club if you want to be at the the high stakes like Liverpool, and Man City have like the last couple of seasons. So. It's exciting, but I I did forget about that. I actually did. I can't believe I actually forgot about that. But he will he'll put pen to paper hopefully, and it'll be a big signing. And then you know it, it, they might announce that at the same time as uh as Bristone. You never know. <laughs> he might. I'd love might, that. Might, might, that's where Chris was. Chris was an old day with Conte, that's why. <laughs> Chris
2: <laughs> knows he's got a contract coming. <laughs> the thing is though, um, Antonio Conte has stated that he will be at Spurs next season uh, in a meeting with Fabio Prasci, and he's, he said, it's one of my greatest achievements, finishing in the top four with Tottenham. You know, he's been here for, what, six months, and he has achieved top four, which, you know, a lot of us thought that we were nowhere near a European yeah. spot, let alone Champions League. Um, You know, the job that this guy has done in the six months is just simply incredible, isn't it?
4: Well, that's the thing. And obviously, only our Spurs fans will be able to appreciate just how good of a job he's done. But that's what it matters about. I don't care about any other fans. They can say whatever they want about him. But Conte, he's worked absolute wonders. And it just shows how much of a good manager he is. And if you can back him with money and he commits his future to the club, I mean, like you said, he's just coming out of nowhere. He's got us top four. That's in the space of like not even a year. So imagine if we actually have the signings that he wants, the contract he's happy with, and the fans love him. Everything yeah. is in his. The ball's in his court. The ball is in Conte's court, and I don't think it's normally been in Levy's court, hasn't it? As where now it's in his. It's actually in our managers. So we just got to back him. Like I could sit here all night and just say back him. I'd I'd back him if I had the the, the money to.
2: Um, I'm just going to try and keep this podcast to an hour, but I still have quite a lot to go on. So I'm just going to give you uh, one question per person. Ricky, try and speed your your answers up a little bit.
0: I'll tr- I'll try. I'll
2: try. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, Ricky, <laughs> this one's for you. Ha- um, Harry Winks has been given the green light to move. that? move on. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Kim, you spoke about Stephen Bergvine earlier. Fabrizio Romano has stated that Tottenham have received an official bid from Ajax for Bergvine. The proposal is now confirmed. Bergvine would be uh, ready to agree personal terms with Ajax until June 2027. Spurs open to selling him this summer. Now, this season, he made a total of 25 appearances in the Premier League. 21 of those 25 came from the sub bench, only scoring three goals. And when you think that two of them were against Leicester in that dramatic game at the end, um, a total of 60 appearances in the Premier League in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt, seven goals, five assists. All of his seven goals are with his right foot. Three seasons at the club under four managers, Dutch international, 24 years old. Um, your thoughts on Stephen Bergvine, because in my opinion, you know, this guy looks like he wants game time. Uh, very similar to Joe Roden. They play more for their country than they do actually for their club. Um, your thoughts on his career at Spurs?
1: Uh, I'd like to have seen more of him in a way, but... I I don't know what it is with Stephen. Like, you know, you think in some of them, listen, I'm a big fan of Lucas Moura, but you think in some of them games towards the end of the season, perhaps when we made that substitution, especially after the Leicester game, where he got the two late goals and changed the game, that it would have been him that they brought on, you know? And it just didn't happen, really. It's obviously, you know, it's more of the one they turn to if, if sort of they change the system. And, and for the for the substitutions normally. Yeah, I think, like, to get at 24 now, he, you know, he, he's not a kid. He's going to want to play. And I should imagine he will go back to Ajax. They're not, obviously not going to accept the first bid. Knowing Daniel, probably not the second. It'd probably be the third or fourth. But, like... I think he's going to do really well somewhere. I can see him shining in Europe for him and that. And good luck to him, you mm. know, just for that the game alone. He's always a player I'll remember fondly. I mean, that was one of the greatest late mm. comebacks of all time, wasn't it? Especially in a yeah. season like this, where then points were so important to us, like once the season ended. And, yeah, I can see him going on. I'm glad he won't be going. I hope he, we don't sell him to another Premier League club. Because I'd hate him to come back and haunt us over here. But you know, if he goes back to Aix and that, yeah, I wish I wish the fellow well, and and uh, it, you know, I'll always remember him fondly. I it, perhaps you know, I've got a feeling in, in you know, in time he might say, "Why did we let him go?" But like, you know, we've got we yeah. have in those positions, and you can't play everybody, can you?
2: Max, will you be will you be pleased then to see Bergvain go?
4: Don't know if please the word. It's just there's been enough players over the years that just hasn't haven't like made one of those front three positions their own. And Kulu's coming out of nowhere, and yeah. he's doing the job. So he's on, he's not he's he's good enough to sit on the bench. But like you said, you've read out his whole profile. He's only 24 years old. He, he needs to be playing. Yeah. And let's face it. Conte isn't his biggest fan. I mean, obviously, anyone's your biggest fan when they when they score you late to winners. I mean, it could have been absolutely anyone. Like that, that could have even been Winks, and I'd have been celebrating. You know, it could have been anyone. But that's what I mean. He's just not good enough, unfortunately. There's just like sparks here and there, and I don't. Know, it, it's one of those things. It just hasn't worked for him. I don't not like him.
2: Max, we keep being linked with uh, Jed Spence of Middlesbrough. Of course, he spent yeah. uh, last season on loan at Nottingham Forest, who have just been promoted to the Premier League. Uh, can you see this deal um, happening and would you be pleased with this signing?
4: Um, I haven't much. I didn't watch much of him. I obviously watched the uh, the playoff final um, and all the playoffs that he was involved in. I, don't get me wrong. I think he's all right. But is he much better than Emerson Royal? What what more does he offer? This is what I was trying to. There might be people in the comments that say he's brilliant. I know he's young. Mm. He's he love Conte to work with. He's English. One being English, so he's not going to be cheap. Um, yep. is his mentality correct, like right and how you want it to be? Because I've seen a lot on social media. I don't know if you've seen it as a picture of him. And he's, he's even dissing out like, to Neil Warnock. And he's, he's firing shots at an old yep. manager on, on social yep. media. Don't get me wrong. You take it with a. It's a pinch of salt, by the way, Ricky. It's a pinch of salt. <laughs> <laughs> so it it no, it's a pinch of salt, obviously. But um, I'm not sure will not quite be looking too much into that because he's obviously happy that he's just he's he's going up to the Premier League. So, but unless I've seen, unless we buy him, straight back out to the, the same club. I don't know. I I feel like it's a position we we need to get with experience. We've we've gone out and done it with Perisic. I feel like if we're gonna. Do that, we we'll just go out and buy someone who you know is going to like solidify that position and make it theirs. I feel like we'll still be rotating between Spence, Emerson, Royale, and Doherty. That's obviously a, they're all there at the, the same time.
2: Ricky, um, Giovanni Lacelso and Tonkion Don do you think there's any chance of either of them two coming back to Tottenham and being integrated back into the, this squad under Antonio Conte? See you later. Move on. No, I'm only <laughs> joking. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. Honestly, I don't. I think I think has done us a favour by playing so well, and um, he, they've put in a little bit of a bidding war going on now. Maybe we can get a bit more out of whoever wants him. I think uh, Endon Ville is going to be a. It's going to be tough to shift right now. But from today's rumours, there's supposedly an unnamed club. I, I think it was in your report earlier today, uh, Chris. But it was an unnamed club from Spain that are interested in him. And he's in Malaga at the moment, so who knows? Who knows? But uh, no, I, I don't see them having any in any future at Spurs, especially next next season. Um, it, it's it's down to mentality more than anything, and I think Conte knows. You know, the the reason that he praised Doherty was not because of his he's you know five games of great performances. Um, It was for his mentality. It was for his work rate when he wasn't in the side. And it it was for his determination when he wasn't in training and and in and around the group. He wasn't soppy or miserable. He was just like, all right, cool, let's crack on to work. And that uh, gave Conte confidence uh, to kind of back Doherty. And I just don't think he saw that in the players that he let go in January. Um, You know, barring Brian Hill... I, I, I think we all know that Brian Hill needs game time and he needs to build up physic- uh, physically and strength wise so that he doesn't get pushed off the ball as easily, especially in the Premier League. But the rest of them and, you know, Delhi's in that as well. So Delhi, La Celso and Dombele, I think Conte just looked at him and was just like, you're not bringing the right mentality. You're not bringing the right attitude to training or to what I want from you. And so that's why we, we, we got rid of all three, you know. Um, so I don't see La Celso or Bele coming back. It's a shame. I would have loved, End- I, you know, I was an Bele fan. Um, I was always waiting for him to kind of burst into the scene and take the game by the scruff of the neck for us. And we saw glimpses, you know, two-minute spurts of that. But he, he, he just didn't do it. So if we can get some money in for him and get somebody else in that Conte knows and trusts, and can do the job for us, then fantastic. Let's keep it moving.
2: Now, last couple of points. Kim, let's come to you. Um, I want to talk about strikers because the last time we signed a striker on a permanent contract was five years ago. Fernando Llorente, 2017. Of course, we had Gareth Bauer on loan. We had Carlos yes. Vinicius... On loan, you know, during the 2020-2021 season, they scored 26 goals in all competitions between them. Um, Lotaro Martinez, uh, one of our main targets, including under Nuno Espirito Santo in the summer, he has just come out and said, I really want to stay into Milan next season. Uh, we're now being linked to Darwin Nunez of Benfica, Uruguay International. John uh, Luca Marzio, the Italian journalist, has said today that he expects either Arsenal, Spurs or Manchester United to sign Nunez for next season to play in the Premier League. Um, Kim, surely, under Antonio Conte this summer, we have got to sign an alternative striker, a striker to play on the bench, a striker to uh, partner Harry Kane up front, we have got to sign a striker, no matter what we're going to do with them surely a striker has got to be coming through the door.
1: Yeah, I mean it's been a long time coming, bringing in that back up hasn't it really and yeah we've got I mean if Conte don't don't bring him in you know who is ever gonna we're always gonna you, you know be wanting that position so yeah I mean I don't know who we're gonna get it's gonna be another answer for me as I just trust Conte and whoever he wants whether we bring in so you want to if you're gonna bring in a, you know a youngster you just want to hope that he sort of hits the ground running a bit like Kulachevsky as it's but, you, you know, I don't know who, I mean, the the problem we've got now with where people know we've got this dose to spend, we're just going to be linked with everybody, you know, and you don't know what rumours are true. What uh, I don't really, I, I certainly don't take no notice of the, you know, a lot of the media based ones, um, you know, a lot of the paper talk. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just trust Conti to whoever it is and. You know, to them to pinpoint the right person. As I said earlier, you've got to have the right attitude as well. And it's got to be someone that will hopefully be suited to the Premier League. And, and just hopefully, when they get their chance, stay at the ground running, you know. Um, I think that's so important sometimes, at a club like Spurs.
2: Max, do you know much
4: about Darwin Nunes? Not as much as I probably should do. I stopped playing FIFA recently, so. <laughs> well, no, you're playing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's completely different, isn't it? But that's it. I'm phone. The phones have been off the hook, mate. Well, like... <laughs> oh, I still can't believe you've done me dirty at the start of the show like that.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a great picture. It's a great picture.
4: It is. it is. It's going to live in my memory. I mean, why not? What a picture. What a picture.
2: Exactly. Well, last question for you all. Uh, What what are we winning next year? Ricky, let's start with you. What trophies are coming through the door next season under Antonio Conte? Do you know what, Chris? I don't know, right? But we're
0: definitely winning something. So much so that even with the the channel sponsor, William Hill, I might put a bet on just separately. Just like (laughs) one bet to win the Premier League, one bet to win the Champions League, one bet to win the FA Cup, and one bet to win the Carabao Cup. Because we're definitely doing something next year because the attitude has shifted. The the boys uh, they they played so well and you could see that they wanted the Champions League, they want to play they 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 know that they missed out after the Champions League final and they had a big massive dip. And I think the, the ones that
3: are still there from that dip, they don't want to go backwards. They don't want to go there again. You can see Laris under perhaps she in charge of football that we could the right
0: direction so whatever is happening and there was a couple of things the, the way that we we kind of uh, played against Liverpool um, towards the end of the season, the way that we dominated the Gooners, the way that we got over the line in certain things. You know, a, a lot of people were thinking that maybe Norwich would be a banana skin. We cleared all of those those little apprehensions, and we are on a next level right now. And I think those mm-hmm. that are coming in are going to push us to a next level even more so. The five subs are going to help us. Perisic is a big game player. And he's, I know he's the only one that we've got in right now, but Perisic is a big game <laughs> player. He's going to score a winner in one of these. And we are going to be celebrating with a couple of bottles of champagne, Chris. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Come on, down at
4: down at Vicarage Road. Oh, <laughs> nice, yeah. Do you know what, Ricky? I think Bastoni. You
2: know, given five minutes with Bastoni, I reckon you could persuade him to, to sign for us.
0: Listen, let get me let, me. let me. Let me speak to him. Let me speak to him. I've got it covered. All right, I've got it covered, Chris. If you've got a link, speak to Simone and or, or to speak speak to <laughs> your, your your connections, bruv. I'll speak to him direct. We can do it on a Zoom. I can fly over. Whatever you guys need, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen.
2: It'll probably be a hotel in Watford. That's going to let you okay. right down. <laughs> Kim, Kim what, what about you? Do you think we're winning a trophy next year?
1: Yeah, I do. I think it's... Uh, yeah, I've got a feeling we'll, we'll break our trophy that, that next year. I've got no idea, as Ricky said, same, same thing, what it will be. I suppose you'd lean towards more, the League Cup or the FA Cup, but... You know, knowing Spurs, it could be something bigger. And I might do the same. I might have a bet beginning of the season yeah. just on all trophies because I just feel it's that time. And, you know, that, that, we, that it, that's not just going to be the only signing. There's going to be plenty more where, where, where that one comes from. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to start off with the strongest squad that we've had, you know, in years. And, and yeah, I, I can see a trophy coming and a celebrating some point next season, maybe even two. Who knows?
2: Wow. wow! <laughs> this has been a good show. Max, what about you? Yeah, Are the I'll trophies it, coming?
4: I'll keep it short and sweet. You know I'm going to say we're winning a trophy. We're winning the FA Cup. And I'm going, we're going to be seeing. It'll be on William Hill. Get, it's going to say like Chris Cowling special. And it's going to be like Spurs first to win the trophy. 5-1. <laughs> <five for one. laughs> Take my money, you know, Chris. Do you know what, though, Max?
2: Antonio Conte loves to win the league title. I think that he, he will want to win the league title over anything else.
4: Give me the league title, then. I'm not I'm not going to complain with that. Don't worry about it. I'll take the league. I'll take the league. <laughs> oh, I don't I, I don't even know how to imagine how I'd feel, though. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's how you'll feel. That is how I feel. I'll be laying, I'll
1: be laying in the street like
4: doing that post. Because I won't be able to do that again.
1: <laughs> and that'll be champagne spraying behind
4: you. Oh, be, oh Absolutely. the be everywhere. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly
2: love it well thank you so much for for joining me kim ricky and max um kim tell everyone where they can find you on social media
1: Uh, i'm on facebook um uh, instagram twitter account so uh yeah uh, all my books are listed on there and whatnot and yeah i'm currently writing the next one so that's me at the moment
2: but when is that one out then kim next year
1: it's going to, yeah, it's going to be out next year at some point. It, yeah, it's, it's been delayed from this year because I was a little bit behind with it. But um, I'm back right in now and I've been sitting in the garden all day until the, till it came over a bit bit windy towards this afternoon. And uh, I'm going to no. crack on again in a minute. So no. yeah. You're waiting until, until Spurs win a trophy.
2: The Arsenal <laughs> podcast. That's what is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I must stop. I had to have a little look at their end of season, though. I just, I'll search for the ones, like, after we got the top four, you know, I just want you to see their, their, you know, their faces and what they said, and they're just all waiting, really. You know, they're all talking about Conti leaving. I think that's that's what they're clinging on to him walking away.
2: Ricky, and thanks so much for joining us. And what I want to know is the Eastenders studio isn't very far away from Watford. How do you make it there every day?
0: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> It's, it's been it's been an honour and a pleasure being on Chris um,
4: He wishes he didn't you know tell what? me the story Now
1: Did he tell you the time he turned up at Coronation Street?
4: <laughs> what, what is that? Is that there's, there's definitely more stories I bet there's ones that, no. that should be mentioned off air oh do know,
2: a, a couple of weeks oh ago we said, no, This is all going to die down No one's ever going to mention it ever, any, ever, ever again
1: I enjoyed it, it's the first time I've heard it
2: oh. It's getting worse
0: you, you, you know what now honestly let, let's just 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 for a little you know bring it back down a little bit and move it on um you know what i heard about emerson Royale today like he got um yeah he got he got held up by gunpoint and supposedly those shots fired and you know thank goodness he's all right and i just wanted to send love out to emerson royale and you know I'm just thankful that he nothing tragic happened and you know, what, whatever yeah, happens makes, in, in the transfer so. window, yeah, whatever happens in the transfer window, I think he's done really well for us, especially towards the end of the season when all the responsibility was on his shoulders. There was only one fit right wing back and he was it and he stepped up and he performed. Fantastic to get us into that to, to that top four. So whatever happens, if he's on the, the chopping block or if he stays with us, thanks, Emerson, my friend. And uh, I'm just happy to hear that you're you're well and all the family are well as well. Do you know what I mean?
4: Yeah, well said. Well said, <laughs> yeah. well said. And uh, thanks so much for coming on again, Max, and tell everyone where they can find you and your channel. Um, yeah, xjoymax Max on all socials. If it's not me and my dad moaning at the moaning at Spurs on the telly, if I can't get to the away game, it's me at home, match day vlogs. And obviously on Instagram, you can find me laying on the pitch, uh, like Chris has already shown you today. So get following me over there for classic Spurs laying on the pitch content. But no, it's been a thanks again. <laughs> it, doesn't, it just makes me laugh because you're in the background. That's why it makes, it makes the photo. That's the only reason I'm showing it. I, I know it is <laughs> getting that clout. <laughs> but no, thank, thanks again. It's uh, it's been wicked as always.
2: Well, Kim, Ricky, Max, can't thank you enough, and thanks to everybody uh, for all of your comments and uh, all of your support on the channel. And I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs! Come on! Cheers.
3: You're the one who protects the flock, and
1: that
0: requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get
3: it done.
1: Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own, to always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem-solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com
0: Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks Italian leather jackets and so much more